How do you want to retire? If it's with confidence, then you've come to the right place. Unlock your financial future with Ben and Caitlin Schrock, founders of BA Schrock Financial Group. I'm Ben Schrock and joined with me is our Chief Investment Officer and Portfolio Manager, Keith Lockwood. Keith, welcome back to our Life Insurance as a Financial Tool Strategy Part 3 series. Uh, glad to have you back. Thank you. All righty. So um, today we're going to talk about in, in, in episode three. So um, the first two episodes, we discussed kind of a high level overview of life insurance as an asset class, dove in deeper on second episode in terms of how we like to look at it when we talk about prepaying our heirs um, uh, taxes uh, upon death. And then last, uh, the third one here today, we're going to discuss more of a high net worth um, life insurance strategy um, and talking about the uh, inner workings and how that can be a little bit complex and, and things that we like to do. There's there's obviously going to be many different ways with life insurance. There's tons of different ways, right, Keith, to, to, to plan for any different situation. And, and really what we're doing here is trying to give you guys food for thought, give you an option or two and tell you kind of why we like these options and why they might be favorable for you. But obviously I think it goes without say to, to mention that that all these are going to be different. It's going to be individualized based on the person, based on the plan, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's going to be based on the family, based on what their assets are, mm-hmm. you know, based on what their wants are, you know, and how complicated or simple yeah. they want things to be. So, yeah, that's 100%. Okay. And and so today we're talking again, like for that, that high net worth individual, and again, it, it, it don't... It, I don't ever want to discredit anyone to think that they're not high net worth. And, and we talked about in the beginning, uh, again, the first episode about the uh, estate taxes and, and where they are today. And, and Keith mentioned $11.7 million per person um, with the, the sunset provision in 2025. And then the uh, agenda of, of Congress today, we fully anticipate that thing to go down at some point um, and maybe even continue that trend downward over our lifetime. So, you know, Keith, when we talk about estate taxes, can you kind of give us a, a brief overview of, as to when people pay estate taxes and really what is that percentage that people do pay? Yeah. So, I mean, this should be top of mind if you're in this category today mm-hmm. because things are changing and, and not for the good. Um, we're at the most favorable we've ever been on the estate tax level. So when you're looking at on the estate taxes, the IRS wants their money nine months after death. And that's pretty much non-negotiable. So whatever that estate tax is, you know, we're we're here in Ohio. Yeah. So we do not have an, a, a state a state tax. <laughs> um, say that three I times. Say that pretty slow. <laughs> um, where some states do. Yeah. Um, but we're not really going to get into that here. But um, nine months after date of death, they want their money. So, um, and that's forty percent of whatever that asset is, how your assets are above the limit, right? So we talked earlier, you know, 2021, that limit's 11.7, right? Okay. Um, and that's individual, so married, you're at 23.4, I do the right math there. Yeah. Um, but what we're looking at is 2025, it's reverting back to the previous tax laws, just like all our taxes are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be five million adjusted for inflation. So you're looking at anywhere from five to seven million okay. right, per person. Um, but you know, in Congress right now, in the proposal that they're looking to put through using budget, you know, reconciliation, they have heard as low as three million, right? Um, and I guess even more importantly is also the step up in cost basis at death is going to be eliminated. 
Is that on investment accounts only? Are we thinking homes too, or you know, all yeah, the above? I, I'm thinking all the above, not family businesses. Which, how do you define small family right. businesses? Yeah. Um, and not farms. Okay. How do you define a land? You know, is land not being used for farming a farm, right. or you know how? So there's there's some gray area in there, um, but you know that and that's on anything over a million is anybody has an estate wow. over a million so um that's a lot of capital gains that usually are eliminated that will not be now sure what's passed down uh, and and i think it's it's safe to say right with with the way that money's just been pumped in for two what going on two years or a year and a half almost two years through the pandemic that it, you know we have to taxes have to go up some way somehow and 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 this is a, a quick easy way right for them to just Okay, we're going to hit those that are have estates over a certain size, and and you know they're going to have to pay a, a pretty penny on on taxes. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and so let, let me give you a hypothetical. So right now it's eleven point seven million. So if Keith, if you're worth twelve point seven million, you die tomorrow. Hopefully, obviously, knocking on wood, this doesn't happen. But um, you're a million dollars over that threshold. So your tax bill is forty percent of that. Correct. Okay, so four hundred grand, and the IRS wants that within nine months. And and typically, um, they, they want that in a big check, right? They yeah. don't. Yeah, there's. That's your piece. They may take some payment plans. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that you have to show that that we uh, are, are making an effort to pay that, right? Yes. Okay. So let's. Um, uh, when, when it comes to high net worth people and, and, and utilizing and structuring life insurance now, it, it, to, in my mind, you think, okay, we get all these objections. Why I don't need life insurance? I, you know, we talked about them last time. And, and um, I would only think that is amplified or multiplied when we have someone with high net worth, right? Well, I'm worth 10, 12, 12 50 million dollars. I don't need life insurance, right? Is that typically how they see yeah, it or I mean, they it's, view it's, it differently? I guess it depends on the source. Okay. You know, you got. You know, salt of the earth people with family businesses that grown it from nothing that could be worth a significant amount of money where it's just not something I want to worry about. I want to worry about my my business and sure. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Or, you know, the big big one that we see is farmers, right? They just I just want to farm my land right. and I'm working as hard as I possibly can and I've had some ups and downs, but you know. That's great, but what's your land worth? Right. You know, especially in today's world, right? A hundred percent. So, um, and unfortunately, I've seen some things where, you know, farms fifth generation, sixth generation in are gone. Yeah. They're no longer the family anymore because they had to sell the land to pay for the estate tax. Yep. Right. So it's, it's how do we prepare when we're at that level? Gotcha. You know, um, it's not fun. It's not simple. You know, it's, it's not just I'm going to sign a piece of paper and we're, we're good to go. Yeah. You know, and there's probably multiple uh, professionals involved and in, and in getting it all done correctly. And again, I'll go back to how do we make the estate most efficient? Yeah. And this is one way to do that. Yeah, so so kind of run us through that that strategy, right? That that example of um, you know in this in this situation we use what we call an islet or what's called an islet, and that's an irrevocable life insurance trust. Um, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty today of what that is specifically, but um, Keith, run us through a, a situation with a, a client or you know a prospect that that you saw that had a high net worth and, and looking at ways to protect that through an islet. Yeah, so we'll use the smaller version, like of your your example you just gave, where they're a million over. Okay, right. So um, wherever this estate tax is, right. whether they lower it, raise it, doesn't matter. Your 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 estate's one million dollars over 
the, the and, current limits. And the way we would plan is also based on age. Right? Sure. If someone's a little younger, um, in 2025 looks like it's pr- probably in their future. Mm-hmm. You know, we're probably going to say 7 million is, is where we're at. Yeah. Right. So we're going to, if we're at seven million, our estate is twelve. That means we have a five million dollar estate that's taxable. Yep. Forty percent of five million is two million. Yep. Right. So we're going to go out and we're going to get a two million dollar life insurance policy, put it into an islet, and the reason we put it into an islet is we need it to be in an irrevocable trust, so it's not part of our estate. Gotcha. Right. So a regular life insurance policy is added to your estate if it's individually owned. So if, if done improperly, then right, you're right. If if that if that um, you know farmer owns the policy himself or herself, yeah, there that's that you just added more to your estate. You got so. two million dollars, but right. it's now two million dollars taxed at forty percent, right, one hundred percent. So, um, so that's what we you know we we look at doing, and that's kind of the basics of it is what is that estate tax? Because again, it's guaranteed, mm-hmm. right, and it's liquid. It's liquid immediately upon death. We get the death certificate in, you know, do all that. We claim it, and then you immediately give us to the IRS. Yep. Right? So now your estate, you don't have to liquidate anything out of your estate. Right. You know, so think of a family business. You know, family business is above that level. What are you going to have to do? You better have $2 million in cash sure. and retained earnings in your, your checking account, or you better have a good relationship with the bank. Yeah, and you say, "Hey, I need a two million dollar loan. What do you need it for? Are you building a, you building something, or right. well, well, no, I got to pay for the estate tax. Yeah, you better have a good relationship there. But that two million dollar loan is what going to cost you. Yeah, and and uh, the 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 timing of selling a family business, I, I highly doubt you're going to sell it in nine months, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the other, at least for what's worth. Yeah, you know, right? So. And I, I even get to that point. I mean, that's the last step. Like, yeah, I mean, that most people who have family businesses, their goal is to have their heirs take over. Sure. Right. My, my sons and daughters or my grandkids or my great grandkids. I want to leave that legacy to provide for for them throughout because, you know, I've been able to provide for my family. Right. Um, and, you know, going some people say, well, I'll just go get a loan. Okay, well, great. Well, that's going to cost you, right? Sure. I mean, four or five, six percent interest yeah. for how long? Mm-hmm. Right? And what's what's the premium going to be? And what's the interest that you're paying? Right. You know, it's probably going to be very similar. Um, or you can say, you know, I'm just going to put a side fund together. Sure. Well, that's great, too. We talked about, but you're probably going to be conservative on that side fund because, God forbid, something happens. We need that money there right. to pay for that. You know, we can't go back to March of 2020, right? You're invested all of a sudden. Some sure. of the tax bills do, but we just lost 40% of our investment. Yeah. And like your point of the pennies on the dollar too, right? So yeah. the more units of life insurance you buy, the cheaper it tends to be. So, you know, given a healthy, you know, average health person, right? right? No major uh, medical issues, but yeah, the more units of insurance you buy, the the, the price goes down substantially on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the premium compared to the death benefit you get mm-hmm. that, that, return is is pretty good return especially when you see it's tax-free basis and when you're dealing with these bigger policies you know these life companies will work with you on a health side sure you know they they want that big death benefit and it's a different underwriting than your typical one hundred and fifty thousand dollar right life policy um 
and, and there's different ways to, and the way to fund it is basically you're, you're gifting the money out of your estate to pay mm-hmm. the premium to the islet because you still have the $15,000 per person per year limit. limit. Mm-hmm. So where it doesn't count against your lifetime limit and it, anything below that, nobody's paying taxes on it. Right. So um, that's kind of how the, the, the basic level of yeah. how you fund it. It has to be irrevocable because it's its own entity. Correct. You know, it can't be revocable under your social name, but then you own that asset. So it defeats that whole purpose, right? right? So, and again, that's just one of many ways, right, Keith, in terms of, you know, a high net worth individual where life insurance can be structured to, in this case, in most cases, is to, to cover that tax liability and yeah. do so in a timely manner. I mean, and it's a pretty simple construction sure. once we know what the estate is and, you know, you have the value of small business, so you yeah. have to get a valuation, which costs some money. But again, when you look at the totality of things, if we have a $12 million net worth mm-hmm. to protect 40% of you know, some of the assets. Right. We're going to be willing to pay a little bit. Sure. And, you know, in the, the we're assuming, well, we should assume that net worth's going to go up. Right. right. The business is going to do better. The farm's going to do better. My investments are going to do better. Correct. Um, so it's not something where it's going to go down. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a... One one thing should be top of mind with all with all the potential changes here in the next two three years. Yeah, and, and again, I think really to, to summarize that is is this type of construction um, works for a lot of people, right? It makes sense for people in that situation. And like you said earlier, Keith, you, 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 there's a lot of qualified professionals involved. Typically, there's an an advisor or a life insurance person. There's a an accountant, attorneys, you know, appraisals on businesses. There's a lot of of steps in there. And that can, I don't want that to deter you. That shouldn't be something that deters you from looking into this. There, there's going to be legwork necessary in something like this, but the juice is definitely worth the squeeze, right? You know, we're, we're getting something big to retain something um, on the back end. So we're going to be in, in good shape uh, moving forward to cover all our tax liabilities. Yeah. And it, again, it's, how do I maximize my estate? How do I make it Correct. most efficient? How do I... You know, doesn't matter what the excuses are not to do it. This yeah. should trump that. Absolutely. So. Awesome. Well, that, that's a that is a, a good one. Again, high level, high net worth um, individuals. You can definitely get more into the weeds with that one. Um, and, and specifically in this situation, this is really um, again step number uh, four in our process and our unlock process. Organizing your strategies into a plan. Um, this is a multi-step process. Um, this isn't just a one, you know, one-time meeting, one-time uh, appointment, and, and set it up and get it going. There's a lot of steps necessary within this process. But again, if this is something that you're interested in, or you have questions on specifically regarding your estate, um, or where maybe an islet might fit into your estate, uh, please give us a call here in the office at 330-473-1060, or you can go to our website www.bashrock-fg.com and you can schedule an appointment with one of us or, or one of our advisors right there or, and give us a call in the office. We'd be happy to discuss anything with you. All right, Keith, on to life insurance part four um, coming up. So uh, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to the, the fourth and last episode here. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.